Hello, everybody, and welcome to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm your host, Bill Wegner, and uh, it's just a great blessing and honor to be with you today. So let's begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and we shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, Mr. Brent Heiser, the Catholic evangelist from Durham, North Carolina. Brent and I have been friends for 20 some years, 25 years. A lot Probably of years. almost 30 now. Yeah, almost 30. And then, uh, and Brent, Brent and I used to do the missions uh, together uh, for about eight years, traveling around together, doing the parish missions and uh, retreats and that kind of stuff. And then Brent wised up and started to do it by himself. So, uh, so there you have it. And uh, so it's, it's great to welcome Brent in. And what we're going to do uh, this morning is because we've kind of been on a hiatus for the summer months, uh, we're going to pick up where we left off in June, and uh, we did the first episode of this, uh, a teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, and uh, we're going to continue with episode two, and then hopefully even episode three and four, and uh, so welcome, Brent. I'm, I'm glad to have you here, man. That's Thanks, Phil. Good to be with you again, my friend. Yep, yep. And uh I'm going to start by, by doing something a little bit different. Years ago, a few years ago, someone gave me, a friend of mine gave me a copy of a public lecture that was done in 1997 by a priest, uh, Father Marcel Dumas, and uh, he's with the uh, uh, Our Lady uh, of the Immaculate, something or other, and uh, He's, he, he was, it, it was a public lecture. It was a great, uh, really great uh, uh, lecture on the Sermon on the Mount. It's called, uh, the title of it is The Sermon on the Mount, An Unattainable Way of Life, question mark. And that's what I'd like to kind of talk about, Brent. Um, I don't think, I don't think that there's any uh, scripture that's more talked about written about, reflected on, than the Sermon on the Mount. It's, uh, you know, people are, as, as Father Dumas says in his, his talk, uh, we are fascinated with the Sermon on the Mount, but we're also a little repelled by it. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. And uh, I don't, I got, I'm going to say, honestly, I, I don't hear it preached. We've been, I've been to over 500 churches. I don't be, I, I, I don't hear it preached from the pulpit too much. And, uh, and, and maybe I'm just going to throw this out to you. Maybe that's because we don't feel like it's any kind of realistic that it's, 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 it's something that Jesus gave us maybe as an ideal way up here, but it's not an everyday way of life. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I was going to, you know, add what you did a minute ago. It's, it may be the most uh, well-known scripture and most written about scripture 
but it's 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 not it's not preached from the pulpit like like it should be i think um that was one of the things that you and i tried to do when we were in ministry together and we still try to do when we go out yes. is preach that one message you know yes. loving your enemies blessing those who curse you pray for those who persecute you and do good to those who hate you yeah. because bill i think you know that's what god does god loves his enemies blesses those who curse him you know and and jesus in the sermon on the mount and in uh, matthew's gospel says at the end be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect and this is the way to do it yeah, yeah. but it's and not easy when jesus That's starts the sermon on the mount yeah he talks about he he gives us the beatitudes mm -hmm. uh, you know blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are you know those who are mourning and blessed are you know, and that stuff. And to me, to me, and I say this all the time, what is Jesus doing in the Beatitudes? He's laying out who he is. I'm, I'm uh, uh, forgiving. I show mercy. I am uh, strive for righteousness and so on and so forth. And he's saying, that's my personality. You want to be my disciple? This is what you have to do. But I cannot tell you how many times over the years of doing the parish missions and workshops that I would start to talk about. I usually use Luke chapter six, the sermon on the plane. Um, I would start to talk about loving your enemies, returning good for evil and so on. And people, some people would say to me at afterwards, where did you get that from? Mm -hmm. You know, like this is foreign to me. This, this is foreign to me. I remember I was asked to do a retreat at um, uh, St. Raphael's in Raleigh. This is back when you and I first got started in ministry, and we used to um, we used to communicate a lot with Terry Jackson, who was our director of evangelization. And he, right. you know, he said this group is looking for a speaker. Would you be interested in doing us? And I went in and just did this this young adult um, meeting on a Saturday afternoon, and they had several different workshops. And my workshop was on evangelization, and I went and presented in the workshop and did the Sermon on the Mount. And people came up to me afterwards with the same kind of thing. And they said, I've never heard that before. Mm. Where did you get that? Yeah. You know, I've never heard that. Is that, is that really in the gospel? And the interesting thing was for that was the morning session for the afternoon session. Um, most of the people in the other workshops came to the evangelization workshop because word got around that there was something new there. Yeah. <laughs> it's know, only 3000 years old. So it's yeah. And it was amazing to me that, that nobody had ever heard that. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so what does that all mean to us? You know, I was, uh, I was fascinated by this article and some of the other reading that I did that it, it, it basically says, when Jesus says, love your enemies, he's the only one that ever said that, mm -hmm. you know, up to that point. He, you know, and, and even Jewish scripture scholars, when they read that, they say, oh, that, well, that's exclusive to Jesus, that he, he's the one who said, love your enemies. Not that they, they didn't, you know, put it down or ignore it. They said it's exclusive to Jesus, that he said, love your enemies. And, and when you really kind of take that through, uh, Jesus was telling the people, the, the Jews that he was speaking with or whoever else was listening, he was saying all those people that you hate because that's how you've been trained over your, you know, over the years 
you know, love your neighbor, hate your enemies. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to give you a new commandment to love your enemies and return good for evil. That's right. That's got to be. That's got to be one of the main reasons that Jesus got killed. That's right. You know, you know, and, and that the and the message is is pervasive throughout. You know, Jesus' ministry. I mean, even in the even in the story of the Good Samaritan, that's what that's about too. Because the Samaritans were enemies at that point. Oh, sure. You know, yeah, yeah. So, and how about the Romans? That right? Yeah. Kind of had a unique spot there, and he was saying to them, to the to his disciples and and everyone else, you know, you have to love the Romans. That's the only way you're going to conquer them. And isn't it true when we kind of fast forward? And uh, when Rome again, the uh, the emperors and, and all that stuff were persecuting the Christians, and uh, they brought them into the uh, the arena and and released the hungry hungry lions to go devour them. They were singing, they were joyful, and so on and so forth. And after a while, the the emperors and the crowd was like, "This is no fun. We want them to run away and scream and yell." And the lions mm-hmm. to go get them and eat them, but these people are, are happy to be there and and trying to get into the fr- uh, up to the front of the line so they can go there first. And they're like, "This is we got we need different entertainment." And that, that's basically taking Jesus's words to the full extent and saying, "All right, I, I love my enemies, and I'll be joyful in that, and joyful in that." But I'll tell you what. And I think maybe you'll agree with this. This is a very, very difficult teaching. And I'm going to say this, especially in today's world. I mean, trust me, it's always been a difficult teaching, always. But in this, in today's world, we're basically inundated with people who would say the opposite of this, mm-hmm. would say the opposite of return good for evil or or love your enemies. It's like name calling and these people are this and they, those people are that. And, and here we are. And I'm going to say it again. It's to use your word. It's pervasive in our country, in the world and in our church. Absolutely is. And And that's, that's why I think the message is more relevant today because, because of that divisiveness and that, you know, and, and, uh, not just in politics, but in spirituality, you know, who, who's, who's a real Christian, the right or the left, you know what I mean? And to preach the love message, to preach the message that Jesus uh, came to share with us and call us to live is really countercultural right now. Yeah. And I guess it it, it always has been. I had a priest say to me one time, uh, you know what, Bill, I'm sick of that love message. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of hearing love, 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 love. Let's talk about doctrine. Let's talk about rules. Yep. Let's talk about this. And I said, sure, Father, that's great. You do that. You do that. Uh, but if there's no love in all of that stuff, it's useless. That's right. What you're saying is useless. If you can't give the message that God loves you and he loves you unconditionally and he loves you just like Jesus said, love your enemies and return good. If you can't, if you're not giving the people that message, what are they thinking? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't do what I was supposed to do in this particular rule or law. And uh, so, so I guess I'm doomed. 
Mm-hmm. I guess it's over for me. Right. Like, we don't need that. No, no, we do not. That's that's uh, you know, and Paul talks about that too. And he says, you know, if you do that without love, you're just a resounding gong and a clashing cymbal. It just doesn't mean anything. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it has to be done with love. One of the quotes from uh, from that I like from Henry now, and is he says, again, talking about orthodoxy, you know, the rules and regulations versus orthopraxy, which is the practice. He says, you don't think your way into a new kind of living. You live your way into a new kind of thinking. So you really don't understand the Sermon on the Mount unless you try to apply it in your life, unless you try to live it. And you and I have both experienced that, haven't we? Yeah. And you and I have both screwed that up, haven't we? Totally. (laughs) Totally. That's why we know it's not easy. (laughs) Someone says to me, I can't do that. They said, this young woman said, I can't do that. I, I think about people in prison and what they've done. And I want to go in there and shoot them all with mm-hmm. a machine gun. Mm-hmm. She goes, so that's kind of, you know, where I'm at with this. And, and, and how do you do that? I right. said, you don't do that. You can't live the Sermon on the Mount. You need God's grace and help and love and the power of the Holy Spirit to even acknowledge that you're supposed to do that. Right. So that's kind of, you know, as you used to say um, in in the mission. So the first thing is awareness. Right. You have to be aware that this is a teaching that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that people, uh, as you, as you know, when we do the missions, people are some, some people, some people are just floored by this. They're just floored. And I'm sure it was the same when Jesus said it for the first time. Yep. That, he, that, that his own disciples must have said to themselves and to each other later, what, what did he say? What did he tell us to do? To, to love our enemies, return good for evil, and bless those who curse us? Boy, oh boy, how are we ever going to do that? How are we ever going to do that? You know, I remember, again, I'm coming back to our missions, our time together. I remember on one of our missions, um, after we had finished, there was a couple that came up to you and told you a story um, about their daughter. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. I do remember that. Right. You know, and for me, if you don't mind repeating that, Bill, because I think it's such a great story and it, it talks, it really says... You know, it says it. Number one, it can be done, and number two, it does. It does take grace, and this couple really prayerfully sought that grace and were able to do what they did. Right. Um, well, the, this couple, uh, their daughter was uh, dating um, a man who they didn't really know uh, had emotional problems, and she actually broke off the relationship with him. She had a child from a marriage and uh, one day he came to the door and when she opened the door and her child, I'd say maybe eight, nine years old was there. He just pulled out a gun and shot her and killed her right there in front of the child. And uh, this, this, the parents of the woman came to me and said, well, after listening to you, about uh, the Sermon on the Mount, loving your enemies, reconciling, showing forgiveness and mercy. Um, we went to the prison and uh, to tell that man that we forgive him. 
and ask him to forgive us for hating him. And I said, and how was that? He said, it was the most wonderful thing, feeling in the world to be unburdened of that. You know, so unbeknownst to most people, including us, I think this Jesus thing works. It does work. Yeah, (laughs) it does work. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's the hardest thing to do. It's just so incredibly hard to do. And I think it's supposed to be hard. Don't you think it's supposed to be difficult? It's supposed to be, um, you know, not, not, you know, let's just do this because, you know, uh, Jesus said it and we can do it, you know, that kind of, it's not like that. It's, it's brutal sometimes. And when Jesus says to us in scripture, uh, I've come to take uh, the kingdom by violence, by violence. He does Mm -hmm. say that. And, 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 you know, people think, oh, what does that mean? Are we, we're going to have a war? Did, did he say he was going to be the conquering Messiah? No, he was going to say the violence is in your heart because it's hard and it, and it feels like violence when you try to do the words of Jesus in your everyday life. That's right. And, and, and you have to deliberately and consciously choose to love and not to hate. And we've not been taught that. Oh, we've not been taught that. Not been taught that. That's right. You know, one of the stories I used to share, you know, on on the missions was, uh, you know, when I was a high school student, um, I used to, no, I wasn't a high school student. I was a grammar school student when uh, this little kid started picking on me, you know, and I went home and was crying to my dad. And he said, uh, well, here's what you do. You go back tomorrow and you smack him. He won't do it anymore. You know, I mean, that's, that's the way we're taught. You know, that's so funny that you would tell that story because, you know, I have the same thing. My wonderful father, you know, mm-hmm. he was uh, born and raised Catholic, always in the church and all that stuff. And he always taught me that if you think somebody's going to hit you, you hit them first. Exactly. And I was reflect. And you know what? I, I taught my son that. Mm-hmm. I taught my son that growing up. And uh, then I think back on that going, oh, there's a couple of Jesus moments right there. That's right. Well, you know, how do you get that? How do you get that out of your mind? How do you work that through? You have to do it consciously. You have to be aware. So yeah, when something happens, aware. yeah, you don't just react to it. You respond and you say, you know, and, and to, to quote the much to use phrase, what would Jesus do? Yes. But it's real. What, what would Jesus do? You know, somebody verbally abuses me, uh, you know, what would Jesus do? And, and, you know, I remember there was all kinds of questions when we did our, you know, our school of evangelization time together. And, um, you know, well, what, what do you do if someone, you know, attacks your daughter and you get all these hypotheticals and, and, uh, the answer is you try to tap into grace right there and do, you know, and, and tap into grace and, and do what you think is right. That's right. That's, you know, that's what's so amazing about the Amish. It's yeah. the, the forgiveness, the Anabaptist, the, the forgiveness is just a part of culture. Right. You know, so-and-so shot 15 kids or whatever. Well, we need to work on forgiving him right away yeah. because that's a part of their lifestyle. That's a part of their culture. Right. And uh, in, in our culture, forgiveness and mercy and all that stuff. Some some 
people, even politicians are telling us that that's a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. That's weakness. We right. don't do that. Right. That's weakness. Well, that may, there's, there's, there's no weak people on the cross. If you know what I'm saying, there's no, yeah, you know, I've often, I've often thought about, I've often thought about doing a, you know, some kind of a, a an article, you know, with a caption and uh, put Jesus, you know, in, in the, on the picture there and just have him with a big L like this, you know, <laughs> loser. Yeah. Because that's what people say, yeah. you know, he's the biggest loser. Well, no, he wasn't. He's actually the biggest winner. That's right. He's, and he's you know? trying to make us winners too. That's right. And he's trying and, and not winners in the sense of the prosperity gospel, no, no. but winners in the sense of, <laughs> right. of, uh, doing what he said in order to live the life that he's been calling us to in love and right. mirroring that love to others and becoming God-like, right. you know, be perfect as your heavenly father's perfect. Here's how you do it. You love your enemies, right. you know, Amen. and, you know, evangelization, in the modern world, Pope Paul VI said, uh, the quote that we've all heard, you know, when we were doing the ministry, but, mm-hmm. but the, uh, the sermon on the Mount is and the sermon on the plane is the Magna Carta of the Catholic church right. of the Christian church, really of the kingdom of God. Yeah. Of the kingdom of God. Yeah. It's the Magna Carta. It's the charter. It's yeah. as, as you've said, it's how you do it. It's how you do it. That's that. That's what, uh, St. Augustine said. It's the complete gospel right there. Right. Boom. Right there. That's it. That's it. Well, Brent, thank you very much for being here with us. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, uh, for, for the uh, third episode, we, we'll get together again and, and try to mess this thing up like we usually do. And uh, we'll go from there. Uh, so let's, uh, let's end with a prayer. Let's ask Mother Mary, uh, after all of this and knowing what we're supposed to do, to intercede for us, to uh, help us, uh, to bring our... Uh, really, really bring our, uh, our petitions to the throne of grace so that we can live out Jesus's words as we pray together. Hail Mary, Hail Mary. full of grace, full of grace. Lord, Lord is with, with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among, among women, women, and blessed, blessed is the fruit, fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy, Mary, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Mother of God pray, for pray for us sinners, sinners now, now and at, and at the, the hour of our death. death Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. I just want to uh, say to the the folks out there, we're going to put up our email address uh, at the end of this. And uh, if you you have any thoughts, um, if you have any uh, comments, and if if, as long as you're not going to call me any bad names, you can email me and uh, at goodnews at cybercom.net and and, uh, you know, share your thoughts with us um, about the Sermon on the Mount and what was said during the course of this, uh, this podcast. Um, also, as I've said to you before, um, this pandemic has uh, really wreaked havoc on our ministry. And we've had many, many, many missions canceled. So if you could see it in your heart, uh, to donate to our work, uh, that would be a great, great blessing. And we'll also put our, our address up there. Well, uh, thank you, saints. Thank you, Brent. And God bless you. And uh, we'll talk soon. All right. God bless you, Bill. Go make a difference. We can make a difference. Go make a difference.
difference Girl, make a difference in the world 